Welcome to Church Online. So delighted to have you join us today. Man, that worship was amazing. Boy, it's so good that we get to still gather together. Um, I don't know about you, technology. Thank God for technology. Yes. Come on, isn't everybody glad we have technology? We get to gather together. It looks a little bit different, but hey, thank God he is not limited by where we're at physically, that he is in all places at all times. And so delighted that you would join us today, really expecting God to speak a, a real relevant now word into your heart. There's so many things that are happening, this uncertain world that we are faced with. Here's the hope of what we have. Though the world is uncertain, our God is not. He never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so in times like this, we can go to the word of God and grab hope and truth that helps us to live the life that he's called us to live in these uncertain days. You know, my heart has really been heavy uh, for just people that are, that, that it's not even just people that are out there, it's us, it's the church, it's, it's the fact that here we are walking through these uncertain times faced with unprecedented uh, obstacles that can seem almost insurmountable. I mean, you know, think about how radical church has shifted in just three weeks. Who would have ever imagined that we would now be having an online campus along with thousands and thousands of other churches across America? Uh, it just, it shifted so quickly. Things are changing so rapidly. Who imagined that we would be Zoom calling every single meeting? Come on for all the Zoom callers out there. I mean, you, you, you know it every single day. And, and it is crazy. I don't, I don't know about you, but I've never seen so many kids brought to work. <laughs> my, my, little, my little girl, and, and you give me some hearts, put, a, put, that's me, pastor, give me an amen. Listen, this is going to work if it's interactive. So whatever mode you're watching through, I want you to put comments. I want you to say, come on, pastor, preach, that's good. Give me some hearts, whatever it is. But how many of you have got your little kids running your business? <laughs> You know, running, running the office. My, my little uh, girl, Addison, she, she's amazing. And she'll sit right here. The other day I was on a Zoom call, and she was telling our staff, well, I think you ought to do this, and I think you ought to do that. You were on that call. And it, so I just told Addison, I said, I'm backing off. Hey, I'm going to go to school, and you go ahead and run the church. Come on, somebody. I, it, it, <laughs> and, and so there's so many rapidly changing things that we are faced with. And, and though we can make jokes and laugh about some of it, a lot of this is weighing very heavy on our hearts. And that's what I came with today was just this, this, this truth that God's word can lift that heaviness of our hearts. Look, you don't need a preacher. You need a pastor. You don't need to be preached at. You need to be lifted up. You need to be shepherded in this moment. And so, you know, I, I, I really believe God's word is going to speak to you. I'm, I want to go to Luke chapter 4, verse 18 through 30, and want to dive into a message that will, I believe, help take the weight or allow us to realize how to get the weight off that has been so heavy in so many people's lives. In verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Now, let me set the backdrop for this. Uh, this is actually Jesus. He is going back to his hometown, and he goes into the synagogue, which would basically be just like a church today. He grabs the scroll. He's reading Isaiah 61. And so here he is. He's declaring this 
this text to the people that are in the synagogue, people that are in the church, and really this is Jesus' mission statement. So this is the beginning of his public ministry, and he says, look, the Lord has, an, that, that has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Anybody know of someone that's feeling oppressed? It's, it's man, things that are happening to me. There's just this heaviness, this weightiness, this, this challenge that seems insurmountable. And then verse 19, he says, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant. He sat down and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. What's he saying? Look, today I'm here. My mission is starting. Like right now, it's about to take place. What's going to happen? Jesus has come to defeat the kingdom of darkness. He's pushing it back. He's bringing the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God here to this earth. How's he doing it? He's proclaiming good news to the poor. How's he do it? He's setting free those that are captive. He's given hope to the hopeless. He's allowing those that are oppressed to have the chains broken off of their life. And he's bringing sight to the blind. Not just the physical blind, but the spiritual blind. Those that can't see through the fog of their circumstances. Does anybody out there ever feel like that? Maybe, maybe over the last three weeks, it has felt like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I mean, the craziness of the situation, things are changing daily. Just when you think you get a new norm, it's like, man, there, there's a new restriction. Something else has happened. We get, you know, this business has closed. And, and so things are changing so rapidly, it's hard to really clearly see. Jesus said, look, I came to give sight to those who are blind, those that can't see the way. And that is his mission here on this earth. And I propose this. Not only is that Jesus' mission, but that's our mission. That this passage is a releasing of Christians to go and advance the kingdom of God, to bring heaven to earth, to push back the darkness, and to help people who have felt like they have been bound up, those that have no hope, those that, that are poor, that can't do anything for themselves, that we are to go out and to bring hope and to bring freedom and to bring the kingdom of God to this earth. And so... Uh, it's, it's our mandate. It's not, it's not a recommendation. It's, it's what God's called us to do. In a rapidly changing environment, that can be hard. You know, as a Christian, you think, man, everything's changing. I mean, think about this. In just a matter of weeks, our entire life has changed. I mean, we used to order online. I mean, how many got Amazon Prime? God, thank God for, for two-day shipping. You know, I had it pre-corona, and I'm going to have it post-corona. That's one of those things that's not going to change. Why? Because I love the two-day shipping. Hey, they were almost a couple of days even through the corona. I, I got to give mad props. I, I mean, so that didn't really change. But how many have gotten some groceries and they've been delivered to your door. You're like, man, I didn't even know I could do that. Who knew? And so we're finding a new way to shop for groceries. And, and I don't know about you, but I didn't think you could ever really work from home. I mean, part of that, can that really happen? Are you really going to Zoom everybody? And here we are as a society. We've learned to function with Zoom calls and virtual meetings and pushing things forward. And so there's this changing that's happened, and the world seems like it's flipped upside down. What was normal is no longer normal. Think about school. Now, I know you youngins up here, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> they may not know anything about school. 
You know, but, but how many of you parents, if I got parents, come on, say, I'm a parent. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> just put that in the comments, and we're going to begin to pray for you. You put your name. We'll begin to pray right now for you. Because if you're like me and Phyllis, our world has flipped upside. Like, I could do the online groceries. I can do the, the, the Zoom calls. But, man, we are homeschooling. In an unprecedented way, like we we didn't even know how do we how do you get enough computers? We're having to manage our kids' schedules to get on Zoom calls with their teachers. I feel like they're employed. Like I got to manage their schedule. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like I, they're employed, but but nobody's getting paid, and so I'm working really hard, and it's very overwhelming. I, I wonder if there's any single moms that you have felt very overwhelmed. See, that's the burden. That's that's the pressure that I've been feeling for you all week. It's that, it's that heaviness of, I gotta work. My, my boss is asking me to Zoom and I gotta, I gotta get things done, why? Because I'm the primary breadwinner and yet now you've been forced into this environment that you didn't ask to be in to try to homeschool kids and you gotta figure this out. What about the single dad? I know you're out there, you're, you're watching, you're, you're the single dad, you got full custody of your, your kids and you're trying to figure this out. That is a heavy burden to try to figure out. I mean, it's heavy for me and Phyllis, and we're a two-parent home. I can't imagine the pressure. And so it almost feels overwhelming. And then, and then here I am, I'm telling you about Jesus' mission statement to bring freedom to the captives, to bring hope to the hopeless, to, to bring these things to people that at times you feel like, I don't even have myself. I mean, how am I supposed to bring freedom to those that are held captive when I feel like I'm struggling in the bondage of fear and anxiety? Right? How, how are you going to tell me, Pastor, to go out and help the poor when I'm struggling? I just lost my job. Somebody's watching right now. You just lost your job. You're like, how am I supposed to go help the poor? I know I'm going to bring them the gospel, but what, do you, what am I supposed to do? Can I really do anything? And think about us as Christians, God's mandate, his mission, it's not circumstantial. It's like, hey, I'm going to give you what you need, but you're going to have to rely on me. And it's okay because it puts a demand for us to stay closer to God and to continue to keep that upline, the prayer line, the worship line open with God. And, and sometimes when you're struggling like this, when you're feeling the weight of the world, the pressure of the world, you can start to think, I'm not spiritual enough. Like, I just don't know if I'm spiritual. I mean, I know there are some of you out there, and, and, and for me, you can think, my God, it ain't that bad, but yet here I am struggling, feeling this pressure. No, it's not that you're not spiritual, you're just human. Like, we've all experienced it. I've experienced it. I mean, our world has been flipped upside down. Phyllis and I, the craziness of figuring out school, trying to communicate in our marriage, trying to get everything moving forward in the church, trying to figure out how we're going to do things moving forward. I mean, we are all feeling the pressure of what is taking place. It's a very heavy load. Vanessa, help me. I want you to help me with this illustration of, of, of feeling this heaviness and the pressure of life. So, come on, what you got, Vanessa? I have this really ridiculous <laughs> Come on. You got a backpack. Got a backpack. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, you struggled a little bit, girl. That's, uh, that's the COVID body condition. Come on. <laughs> now, the question is, were you in the gym pre-COVID? That's the, okay. <laughs> well, we can blame it on COVID. So, that's right. We'll... So when we look at it, you, you got a lot of weight you're carrying. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are happening. And so it's really a great representation 
of the, the weight that we're feeling right now. Now, we always have weight, but what I really felt like in my quiet time this last week was that people have so much weight, it's almost unbearable. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I told them not to make it too light that on you. Dramatic. That was real. <laughs> it's all right. It's heavy. And so the, the heaviness and the weight of that, the, how do we translate that? How do you know if, if, if I'm, if, what I'm struggling with, and this is the, the question that I kept hearing is, what is heavy on my heart right now? That'll tell you about the weight that you're carrying. You know, you're not carrying a physical backpack, but you're carrying an emotional backpack. You got it. It's weighing you down, your mind, your, 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 your soul. And so it's just this heaviness. And so what's, what's heavy on your heart right now? So Vanessa, so, so lots of things are happening. What, what's heavy like with this situation and what's happening? What's heavy on your heart right now? I think the main thing is just not being able to see my family and friends, you know, not being able to touch them, hug them, stuff yeah. like that. So there's, there's an isolation and feeling of loneliness. So that loneliness is weighing you down. There's a real heaviness to that. What about fear, anxiety? Oh, it, definitely. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm really concerned about how long this is going to last, honestly, because I feel like I'm going crazy. Well, you, well, you hear all <laughs> kinds of different, yeah. yeah. I, how many of you, listen, give me some thumbs up if you thought, hey, listen, this physical isolation isn't going to be that big of a deal. And now you're two and a half weeks in and you're going cray cray. Yes. You're going cray cray. You and I were on a zoom call the other day. It was like, yes. we're going cray cray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't realize how much you need it. So that heaviness. So there's a fear and anxiety because we're hearing lots of things, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we get a new report every, every, every stinking day. Like, Hey, it's going to end, you know, on this date and then it's going to be this date. And then yeah. the school sends us, it's going to be May 4th before they go back to school. I mean, we're hearing all these things of when it's going to end. And you're like, good Lord, I'm struggling right now. And that is a heavy weight. So I'm anxious and fearful about the future. And so what is it that I do? Think, think about probably carrying some weight of the church. Has the church changed at all? Oh, absolutely. Completely. <laughs> no, that, we are an online campus now. <laughs> that's crazy. So here we are. Like, who knew? Like, yeah. we're meeting at B.F. Terry High School. My God. We're, now, it was good. Like, we were comfortable. We've been doing it. We're seven years portable. But thank God, we're buying a building. Yes, God you. gave us a word. We got yes. the contract. All is good. Hey, pre-COVID, post-COVID, we are getting a building. But, but it was easy to get comfortable at B.F. Terry. We knew what we were doing. Right. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we didn't have a clue. <laughs> I still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> don't tell them that, B. Oh, my God. So here we are, and we, we're just, we're trying to make this up as, I mean, nobody prepared us for this, yeah. right? I mean, here we are, we're preaching live, and, and it's a little weird because ain't nobody really in the room. We got a couple of people, and we, we told them to laugh, so yeah. they got to laugh, right? <laughs> so it gets a little, you're like, man, it's, but nobody prepares, but that's a heaviness you weigh. It weighs you down, doesn't it? There's, yeah. It's like, my God, there is a heaviness. You're single. Now, listen, if there's anybody, listen, I, we're, we're doing match.com. Come on. Now, we're going to have to start it off through the Zoom. Um, <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> she paid me to actually do that. And I said, hey, okay, anything. We're in this COVID. That's right. Help us. So, but there's, there's a heaviness to being a single woman, right? There's a lot of weight to that. I mean, you and I talked, I, you know, as, as your spiritual covering, I said, hey, do you have enough groceries? Do you have enough supplies? Like, I'm trying to help you make sure that you have what you needed. So there's a real pressure and a real weightiness. And I would venture to say this, for many of you watching, it's probably the same thing. There's a real heaviness 
a weightiness to your life. I want to give you a scripture, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. V, this for you and everyone who's watching. It says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. Now, a yoke, when he's talking here, was a piece of wood that that caused two oxen to pull together. It kept them side by side. It allowed them to pull the plow behind them so they could plow the field for the, for the harvest and preparing it to plant seed. And so he said, look, take my yoke. So, so God has a yoke, and he said, I want you to put it upon you and learn from me. And then look what he says. He says, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Wouldn't it be good to have rest for our souls? Yes, I know somebody's watching right now. You're thinking, Pastor, I do. I get physical rest, maybe not even that much physical rest because you're tossing and turning. But you're like, God, I just need rest for my soul. He says, look, I got, I'm going to give you rest for your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. Now, when I thought about this passage, I've been praying about the heaviness of God's people. It's like, God, how is your yoke uh, not heavy? How is it light? That doesn't really make sense because when you think about oxen plowing a field, what we know is it still takes a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. It takes energy. There, there are things that go into that, so the work is still there. Uh, But yet he says, listen, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, but what we recognize is that you're yoked with him, and so you're not pulling the weight of that by yourself, and the reason he says it's easy and it's light is because how many know when God is for us, who can be against us? The weight of what I'm walking through is not on myself, but it's all in the hands of God. Now, I can hear somebody, and I, when even in preparation, I heard somebody saying, yeah, but, you know, it doesn't feel like God's carrying any of my weight. And what I would say to you is God's not responsible to carry what he didn't ask you to pick up. And that's what I've been evaluating. I wonder if our life isn't heavy and feeling very weighty and very, very overwhelming because we have picked up some things that God didn't tell us to pick up. It's not for us to pick up, and so we're carrying weight that uh, we shouldn't be carrying, and he's, he's not responsible for that. We've got to make sure that we move forward picking up and doing only what God wants us to do, and I know, look, someone's stressed out. It's easy to get stressed out. It's easy to walk in anxiety, having this physical isolation, and some of you have picked up the weight of just what you said. What would you say? You said, listen, I don't know when this is going to end. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. No uncertainty. Right. No what ifs. So let me ask you this. Do you have any kind of control of when it ends? I don't. No. So that's a weight. You don't have a control of when this ends. So why are we carrying that anxiety and that fear? Here's what I know. If we will live for today, if we will find a rhythm for today, and this is what I've learned, I'm finding rhythms for today and a plan for tomorrow. That's good. I'm not trying to figure out six weeks. I'm not trying to figure out eight weeks. I just need to have a rhythm for today. What's my rhythm? Okay, it's, it's, all, it's all a little bit, everything's out of alignment, but I just need a rhythm for today and I need a plan for tomorrow. And my plan has to be flexible. Right. And so, but if I can do that, then I'm saying, God, I give that anxiety to you. I can't control it, but this is what I can control. Uh, I know there's anxiety about going back to school. Woo! Come on. It's like Jesus. We, I, I bet, I, listen, I bet you nobody has prayed 
for the public school system like they've been praying right now. You got parents interceding. Lord Jesus, please help them. God, I'm asking you. I need you to open up those schools. Corona, you must die. You ain't prayed a day in your life and you cursing Corona. Why? Because you got four kids at the house driving you crazy. And here's what I know. This is the way I look at it. Schools had better open up or they're not going to have any kids because all the parents are going to kill them. Like I brought you into this world and I could take you out of this world. And so if the public school system wants kids, they better make this thing happen pretty quick. But here's reality. Is that something that you can carry on your own? And can you do anything about it? No. So why don't we just say, God, it's not mine to carry. You didn't tell me to carry it. I'm going to worry about what you placed in front of me and plan my life for tomorrow. Look at what 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says. Give your worries and your cares to God, for he cares about you. Cast all your cares. Cast all your... So that means you've got to do it. You've got to say, God, I'm going to give this to you. So when we're talking about making this load lighter, what we have to realize is that I've got to go to God first. That's what I've got to do. So I've got to go to God and say, say God, I'm going to give this to you. Look at what Philippians 4, 6 says. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So by prayer and petition, God, I'm going to give you this. God, I'm going to put it in your hands. And as we're doing it, we are offloading the cares and the weight and the anxiety of what we are faced with Right now, look at what Isaiah 41.10 says, do not fear. It says, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So think about that. God's going to uphold you. So in this moment, when I'm feeling the weight of the world, when it seems the heaviness is on my life, the things that are weighing me down, I've got to go to God first. Michael, why don't you come over here? He's going he's to represent God for us. And, and we understand that there are some things only God can lighten the load in our life with. And so right here, Vanessa, we talked about this scripture, that in every situation by prayer and petition, that we give our requests to God and we begin to thank God that it's already done. And as we do, God lightens our load. So, hey, you said you're dealing with fear. Why don't you go ahead and just say, God, come on, I pray. God, I give you my fear. I give you my fear. So Michael's pulling that fear. Come on, God is pulling the fear. And here's the cool thing about it. God does a great exchange. He takes the fear and he lightens the load with faith. It's never just a takeaway. He takes away and then he gives. And so what's another thing? Anxiety. Maybe you're dealing with anxiety. God, I give it to you. Some of you just got to pray, God, I give it to you. I don't know how to do it, but I give it to you. So he's taking it out. He takes the anxiety. And now what's he going to do? He's going to lighten your load with peace. Okay, say, look, depression. Say somebody is struggling with depression out there. And, and if that's you, listen, I want you to know God is the God that can remove depression out of your life. He can take it away. And so pray right now for someone who's, who's facing depression. God, we need you to remove this depression in Jesus' name. That's right. So, so then God begins to remove depression. And then what's he going to do? He's going to lighten your load and give you hope. That's why it's so important right now when we feel heavy, we don't go to the media first. We don't go to people first. We got to go to God first because there are some things in our life that only God can lighten our load with. So the second thing is this, when we're feeling heavy, God will use people to help lighten the load. So we've got to learn to connect with God's people. 
that, that yes, God, we're going to you first, but there are some things that it's like God's like, I got somebody on the way, but you got to be connected with his people. And so it's imperative that in times like these that we stay connected. My greatest concern as a church is that our people would begin to be disconnected. And you know, the fact that we still have these Zoom calls and are still doing small groups, if you've fallen away, then you're not connected to the body, and it's the body that pumps the life and the resource and the help in times of need. And so we got to stay connected to God's people because at times God uses them to help us in our time of need. Look at what it says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. Carry each other's burden, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burden. Carry each other's burden. That, that when I see someone struggling, it's a mandate that I'm going to help carry this burden. So, so, Vanessa, tell me about this. Tell me, are there any other weights or things that are weighing heavy on your heart in your life? What, what would be an example of something? Um, definitely financial uncertainty, like not really sure about how to pay the bills, working and all of that, how long I'm going to be able to work. Right, kind of financial uncertainty, yeah. and so it's like, man, there's this financial uncertainty. And just so you know, uh, because of your generosity, the church is not laying off one person, so she ain't talking about herself. But there are people up there that there is a financial uncertainty. In fact, I know of dozens and dozens of people that have lost your jobs, yeah. and I may be talking to you right now, and you know what I'm talking about. There is this uncertainty of how am I going to pay the rent. In fact, our church, because of your generosity, we have given thousands and thousands of dollars to help people pay rent. We have helped people cover car notes. We have bought groceries. We have gone to the aid of people. Uh, someone was admitted to the hospital, so they're not unable to work. And uh, so we were able to bless them with enough money to be able to recover and be in the hospital and to be with their spouse in this time of need. And so at times you got to have people. And so you've got this burden, this financial burden. Well, listen, Vanessa, I got resources. So can I help you carry your load? I would love to do it. That's that's my that would be my greatest joy. And so where she is feeling the heaviness and the load and the weight, as believers, we're called to take that load and say, look, I can shoulder this. Yeah, I've got some worries, I've got some 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 struggles and some weightiness in my life, but I've I can handle this. And it doesn't mean that we only help when we feel like we have no problems. We're never gonna have a problem-free life, but we do have a God that gives us the ability to help people. People who are hurting and struggling, yes. no matter where we're at, we can still be the hands and feet of yes. Jesus. Yes. And it's because as the body of Christ, we are connected. So small groups are imperative. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you. Look, if you're not a part of a small group, I want to encourage you to get involved with a small group. You can go to our website, anchorben.com, and, and get joined up. It's, it's amazing to see so many people who are partnering now and saying, look, I, I, need, I need relationship, jumping into a small group. They've never been in a small group before, but they recognize, look, if, if, if we're going to make it through this, I mean, no, it's got to be more than just a Sunday viewership or a worship experience. It's got to be, I, I need somebody to connect with. I got I to bear my soul. We got to talk about it. And that's the beauty of small groups. That is the method and the way that God has caused the church to be united, to be, to be solid, to be gathered, and allow us 
to meet the needs of one another. Now, those of you that are not, thank you, Vanessa. Why don't you give her a hand? Come on, give her. I know you're out there. You just, just give her that silent clap. Give me some hands. You did so good, Vanessa. See, she not only is an amazing worship leader, but she is a great illustrator. Come on, multifaceted. That's that change. Yes. Changing with the times. And so here, I want to encourage you too. Maybe you're out there and you're not connected to a small group, but you have a need. We're the church. This is our time to step up. The hosts are going to put ways for you to connect with us, and we're going to do everything we can to help you through this. You're not alone. That God has brought a church around you that is here to support you, to help you move forward in this time, and that together we're going to see God do amazing things. So we want to connect with you. We want to make sure that you're not going through this time alone. I want to encourage each and every one of you, listen, the load that we're carrying, what do we do? We got to give it to God first. God, there are things that I'm carrying that I was never designed to carry, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to spend time in your presence. I'm asking you to do what only you can do. And then there comes that point where it's like, God, I've done that. I need you to reach out and, and say, hey, listen, I'm struggling here. This is a time for us to lower the walls of pride and say, listen, I need help. There's nothing wrong with saying that I need help because we're here to help facilitate that. And I believe even the outreach team, it's one of the things I love. And they're out there delivering groceries. Whether they come to our church or not, we are helping meet people. Why? Because that's the mandate. That we would go into the highways and byways. That we would preach Jesus. But how many know that it's hard for them to hear something when there's a need? Let's meet the need and then let's preach Jesus. And so it is something that as the church we are called to do. 